It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate around the UAE and available, of course, on Spotify this morning, Apple or wherever you get your good podcast from. And it's a Thursday morning, the 7th day of September. It's another day of real estate as we say good morning to Wayne and Patricia who emailed through to say that they are listening to us in Pretoria in South Africa and you said in your email that you're looking to make an escape as you describe it to Dubai next year and you wanted to thank our guests in your email who have helped you better understand the ever-changing real estate market of Dubai. Well that is absolutely great to hear from you both and what you do next Wayne and Patricia once you have sold up and landed in Dubai get back in touch with us because your journey hasn't yet started physically yes the education has and we'll take a little bit of credit for that but we would love to hear how the rest of it unfolds so great to hear from you and just a reminder about our email address it is Dubai Property Podcast at gmail.com that is Dubai Property Podcast at gmail.com don't be shy send us an email coming up on Saturday we have the Saturday morning property market update and Matt and his team are going to be here discussing the latest real estate property news and I mentioned the other day that we have produced now over 100 episodes how time flies when you're having fun talking real estate it's really unbelievable just how how many different subjects we have covered in this time. A massive amount of real estate property every week unfolding pretty much in real time because we are your real estate radio station available from 6am multiple times each week as you fall out of bed, you go and make the breakfast, you might be going to the gym. We love having you along for these discussions that we are having with real estate professionals and because it's uh, well over 100 episodes, this morning we're going to have a little bit of a look back with a few of our guests which is going to cover, yeah, this is one of my favourite pet hates, is lazy due diligence. Yes, that can cost you massive amounts of money. So we'll take a look at that, which was, ooh, from about four months ago. We also look at the all-important property data, and we kick it off this morning with Anthony Abijod, a real estate agent extolling, like many real estate agents, and many professional people working within the real estate industry, the virtues of just how great Dubai is. A beautiful infrastructure that we have, this beautiful buildings, this lifestyle, and the prices are extremely affordable comparing to all of the major cities on the planet. It made a very big movement where people really started picking up 
up properties. And I can tell you from November 2020, it really picked up like the numbers were scary. We got massive international investors heavily investing in Dubai because back then Dubai was like offering crazy payment plans where you only needed to pay 25% to pick up your keys and the remaining 75% was paid to a developer as a post handover payments plan in a range of three to five years without any interest. So this was like really the movement happening and from there it went all the way up until date. Yes, there is the attraction factor that is going on uh, in Dubai and of course lots of people lured to Dubai from other countries by the growth of the real estate market. So much so that some people want to work as a real estate agent in the Dubai market. Now if somebody's mindset however isn't adjusted to the very real competitive component of the real estate industry, how hard is it for somebody landing straight off the plane to adjust to this very competitive real estate product? Uh, it's, it's, it's a nice question. Like I remember when I started, which was end of 2014, we were 4,000 agents. Today we are 27,000 agents. Doesn't mean that most of them, they're making money. Actually, most of them, they're wondering how about uh, this specific category of 20% are making the money. So if you're coming to Dubai, yeah, it's really intriguing and beautiful to be in the industry, but you want to make sure that you are creating value, not only just showing the product, because Dubai doesn't need real estate brokers to sell. Dubai sells itself. What they need to is just tell them about all of the rules, all of the regulation. How would someone obtain a golden visa which is five years to ten years through an investment how would someone open a bank account how to help people doing company formation helping people getting mortgages from the banks even business uh, loans from the banks how would someone uh, do the due diligence about a property a land or a running business how can you provide a CFO a service VAT finding all of this stuff so if someone really gets into it and learns all of the services that I just mentioned to you, they can do amazing in the industry. If they just want to be an order taker by waiting for the inquiry or for the lead to come to say, I want this property, you will still do business, but it's going to be very minimal. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing, and maximizing your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. And we are back this morning on your Thursday with Lena Vesterinen from Arset. This is the the new data company that has come to Dubai. And well, let me start off, Lena, by asking you, how does the utilisation of data-driven technology in the real estate industry ensure transparent and trustworthy? I think that's such a critical word when it comes to real estate, but trustworthy ROI calculations for investors, particularly, I guess, around the off-plan property market in Dubai? Yes, a very good question. And um, of course, utilizing these kind of data-driven technologies, where we crunch a lot of data from the real estate market, economic data, different kind of uh, data points, from uh, overall market and environment, 
we will be able to slice and dice and use it in more organized way when calculating the future uh, predictions for off-plan in construction uh, properties. Because it's very difficult currently to assess through just looking at historical data and data graphs, like how is the future going to pan out? And that's where this this uh, data and the uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence plays a huge, huge role to be able to learn from the historical data. But the transparency aspect is to bring this data in a consumable format to the property investors so that they can look at it, they can understand it. It is very in layman terms. It's laid out in a way that they can understand. So no one needs to be professional anymore when they're looking at data. So it has to be sliced and diced and presented so simply that anyone can really understand why to make and what type of decisions to make. You said something really interesting before, and that is that the data has been there always, but this is a whole different ball game now. This is so much more advanced data. I wonder whether or not there is this mindset, particularly probably with the older generation, where they sort of rely on their gut instinct. You know, they use maybe some of the older data. Do you think that there's a bit of an education that needs to go on for particularly older investors? Well, of course, it's clear the millennials in particular that they are actually the single largest property investor segment globally, also in Dubai. It was 49% of the old off-plan properties bought by millennial segment. So what we are saying is that this is the digital service segment, but then the older segments, they are still probably using emotions and instinct and maybe some form of advisory to do it. But although they are also starting to realize that to make the right investments and be ahead of the game and being there, they need to also start shifting their mindsets. So actually, we are seeing that the older segments are not anymore old in their mindsets. Maybe 15 years ago, 55-year-old would have been seen as already quite old. But actually today, that's quite young, to be honest. Yeah. It's the whole digital age. Well, that makes sense that the millennials are sort of a a big chunk of those that are buying property. And if the millennials have got a complete grasp across, as you say, you're making it in a way that it is easy to understand. And I'll get you to elaborate on how the data-driven approach in the real estate industry streamlines the complex process of off-plan property investing. And this in turn saves valuable time. I mean, so much valuable time and effort for investors, right? Particularly in Dubai. So the approach asset takes is that we utilize data, artificial intelligence, and our unbiased technology to, first of all, profile the property investors, understand the key parameters such as their affordability, their status, their uh, strategic objectives, As we play in the primary off-plan market, we have a huge portfolio of properties already in our platform and we are able to personalize by matching the most profitable investment options for the individual investor. 
So that aspect is the personalization aspect. So that means that we are able to streamline, cut the uh, down the time on them browsing in multiple different platforms, going, doing research, talking to multiple different people in the industry. Now it's all automated. They punch in their own information. It matches automatically the properties which might be returning the highest return on investment or the highest yields. After that, they will be able to browse around and start making decisions to move forward from there. But that's the core piece which saves the time. We have all the investment metrics in the system and they will be able to view these investment metrics and they can compare and contrast how these properties perform. Unlock the secrets of real estate and stay informed about the latest real estate buzz with hot market trends, emerging suburbs and hidden gems. Just coming back to the due diligence because, you know, people are very lazy when they can't see something. They say, well, it's okay, I can't see it. But if you've got two mites in the house inside the walls that you can't see, people who wouldn't or didn't pay for the inspection before they bought the property, they would gladly turn around if they could wind the clock back and find that information. So is that a bit of a problem with people? What they can't see, they don't worry about. Absolutely, because we, you know what? When we do inspection, we don't inspect the things that the typical person can see. I have the right equipment to find things that you cannot see with your naked eye. To give you an example, we have infrared cameras that we scan the entire house with, for instance, so that we can find leaks, even a very small leak on a pipe, on a, on a false ceiling in a kitchen or whatever. This is what we need to find because these are the typical you know, environment for a mold growth. And we need to see it right from the beginning because the problem, especially if it's not a heavy leak and it's a broken pipe, if it's just dripping, and that's what you don't see with your naked eye. And by the time you see it, it's too late because the surface has been wet for too long, like slightly wet. And as I said, perfect environment for mold infestation. And when you start to see it, maybe three, four, five, six months down the road, you have a major problem. Now you have a health issue because you had mold in the house and you didn't know about because it affects the breathing, as everybody knows. And also to get rid of it, you might need to rip your entire drywall ceiling, for instance, in order to get rid of it because it's bacteria, it gets infested. It's it's like cancer. You cannot just take it, you know, in one spot. You have to, and sometimes they even change the entire ceiling and it comes back. So these are the things that people need to avoid. But termite mostly is found in resale home. You won't find that much in, in brand new pre-handovers. But in resale, many times we go for inspection and these, is, these are deal breakers. I mean, when we find termite, usually the buyer will walk away because we advise them that termite is an issue that it's not easily something to get rid of. It, it's very costly. It have a specific techniques. Not a whole lot of contractors can treat it properly. Why go through the headache? So most of the time they walk away and they move into another property. 
You actually raise a really interesting point, particularly about the mould and water leaks, because that is happening in the background. When you see it, when it surfaces, that is just, it's too late at that stage. All the damage has been done. Absolutely. That, that's what we always say. It's too late. That That's People think that, you know what, and a lot of people have this mentality. I'm an engineer, let's say, like the buyer is an engineer or I have an engineer friend. or what. It's not every engineer. We're all engineers. And before we get into that business and get our people licensed and have the proper equipment, we, we couldn't really understand or see the amount of things that we now see with knowing where to look for, having the proper equipment and proper scanning so it's not as easy as people might think what they will see is the cosmetic stuff so in a typical pre-handover what we cover is what we call MEP which is mechanical electrical and plumbing mechanical being the air condition anything related to the HVAC system structural any structural defects which needs a structural engineer to assess any cracks in the building whether it's impacting the integrity of the structure or not because of differential settlement, let's say, in the foundation. Nobody would know that. No, and even a normal engineer would not know this. Property inspectors are trained to find defects and they know what to look for and they have the proper equipment to do it. Get insider tips from industry professionals and level up your real estate game by unlocking the secrets of successful real estate transactions. And what is sort of standing out for you? Like there's a few different uh, projects around on a large scale. There's a couple and then there's some um, smaller ones. So what in particular are you excited by in the space of green projects? Well, I think one of the one of the sort of pioneering projects that people may have heard about is is Dubai's sustainable city. And one of the, from an, going back to the leading question about investing and and looking at investment returns, one of the sort of green selling points of this is that there is renewable solar energy. The operating energy costs for users in these villas in this community is very low. And there's also that gets offset um, against the service charge. So, you know, your operational efficiency is, is much lower and your service charges on the community are much lower because there's energy that's being created on site to to feed the community. Therefore, it obviously works differently to a more traditional community. Within that also, banks are also playing an important role there is obviously with the pressure of interest rate hikes that we're all familiar with. You know, banks are being more risk tolerant to these green projects and offering investors and end users more favorable loan uh, terms and loan interest rates. So um, that might be 500 basis points or, or half a percentage different to a more traditional project. So again, over the holding period, that compounds to be a significant amount of, of money. Yeah. And it's interesting because when you're talking about sustainability projects and the word inverted commas community, it seems like the whole aspect of the community seems to be a a little bit more authentic or it seems different in some way. Is that fair to sort of make that comparison with green communities as opposed to just your normal standard build communities? Yeah, I think that would be the case. Um, I think community infrastructure is a really important point to raise. That means that those amenities of um, being digitally enabled, 
having you know the the wellness infrastructure so green is not just about saving energy green is about establishing communities for health and well-being you know on the commercial side you've got towers like ICD Brookfield Place, fantastic examples of commercial buildings that offer occupiers who are looking to be green and corporate social responsibility and giving the employees a lot of amenities that mean that they want to come into the office, they feel good about being in the office and they're more productive in the office space because it is a more green and well-designed environment for, for the workforce. All right. Well, look, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much once again, Michael. And uh, thanks for coming on to the Dubai Property Podcast this morning. Yep. Thank you, Craig. Grab your weekly dose of inspiration to help build a real estate portfolio. We talk to the best in the business every day. Learn from the professionals and know your property with us. Well, that wraps us up. As I mentioned, over 100 episodes. Don't forget to email us. We love hearing from you. Today is September the 7th. Can't wait for the next 100 episodes to unfold. And will we be speaking to you? Maybe. Have a great day. We'll talk again soon. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.